Welcome to the Victorious Souls Podcast with self-love coach, Danielle Burnock. Things happen in our lives that make us feel powerless. But Danielle believes that anyone can become a victorious soul by reclaiming what belongs to them, their value, their belovedness, and their God-given superpower. The Victorious Souls Podcast is dedicated to empowering you to rise up, reclaim, and embrace the change from survive to thrive as a victorious soul through the power of love. And now, here's that lady on the internet who loves you, Danielle. And welcome. Hello, hello, hello. We are live today on Facebook, and then this will be uploaded to other social medias. Welcome to today's bonus reading with Jeff Cavatayo. I am Danielle Burnock with DanielleBurnock.com and Love Yourself from Survive to Thrive. Today is day 70 of Shelter in Place here in Michigan. Day 70. Wow. Can't believe that it's been doing this, but here we are. And so we've been finding great and exciting things to share. And this is my third installment of reading from my book, Because You Matter, where you get to meet the people who are in here, who I've interviewed. And today you get to meet Jeffrey Cavatayo. And I will bring him in here so that you can meet him. Uh, welcome, Jeff. Hey, how are you? I am great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Good. Well, thank you for agreeing to do this with me. I'm really excited about it, sharing these stories with everybody. I think it's just so awesome because you can be reading a book and you can't hear the voice. And right. if you don't know the person, like I know a lot of your fans have bought the book and they know you. And so when they would read your story, they would hear you. But so many other people who have bought this book, they don't know you. And so now they get to meet you and hear your voice. And so when they read your story, they can hear you. And so I'm, I'm really right. excited about this. I'm excited, too. Uh, it was a very hard uh, it was a very hard decision uh, when you asked me to be in this book um, because I had to I had to look at myself and uh ask myself, do I want all this known to people, you know, because yeah. I, I, I did, I put my whole, I put everything out there, uh, things that I didn't even want my fans to ever know, you know, yeah. and uh, I actually had to sit my parents down and ask them if it was okay to um, say the things I was going to say, because oh, some I remember of them might you be telling me that, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a very emotional roller coaster, but, you know, like uh, like your first book, uh, Emerging with Wings, I I've never been a book reader, but uh, that book pretty much helped me realize that I could face face on everything that I, I had in my life and you know go drive right towards it rather than hiding away from it. And right. uh, so when you asked when you asked me to be in this, I I. I said, absolutely. You know, it was a scary moment for me, but, and this is, I think today's going to be scary for me, but it, it is putting it out there. Uh, so it's kind of like a, re a relief and a weight off my shoulders, you know? Yeah. 
It really is. It really is something I learned releasing that book, uh, Merging with Wings, about vulnerability because I was terrified <laughs> to put it out there, but I knew I needed right. to. And then the feedback has just blown me away. And then just this morning, I discovered another author had quoted that book in their book. Really? I, I have found words from my book, Emerging with Wings, in books and books, on memes, on memes. I found it all over the place and it has just really That's validated awesome. how important it is to be real and be vulnerable and to share our stories with each other. And so, yes, it is scary, you know, but those are the things that connect us. You know, they see that we're real. I mean, you're on, we're doing this live. We're not doing this recording and editing. Right. And that's what I've been recording every day during the sheltered place for 70 days. And I think only two of them were pre-recorded. And uh, one of that was because I lost my live function on my, my phone. I didn't have it on my phone or my iPad. I could only do it on my laptop and the video quality was so, so bad. <laughs> and so now I have my new webcam. And so now it's not so bad. So I'm really excited. Yeah, it looks great. Talking, talking about things going, doing things live. It's a, it's a scary it for people like you and me, it's very scary when we can't be in control of things, you know, with editing, something goes wrong. We can take it out and you know, just redo it. Right. Uh, like the other day I did, I did a song the other day and I did 18 takes of it before I put it out there. But during my live show, two weeks ago, during my live show, every Thursday I do a live show and I have these walls built up around me. So for my little studio area here and during the show, the walls fell. I don't know what <laughs> the walls. I didn't even tell my fans about this. The walls around me are falling and I'm here trying to sing a song. <laughs> talking about like, it's like the apocalypse is going on around me and I just like yeah oh my god that's awesome I yeah, use a line I've been using a line since I've been doing these um lives a little bit uh, that I learned from a, a lady a fellow author she won uh the awards that my book is up for this global award yeah, she won last year in her category, but she didn't expect to win. And when she got up to do her acceptance speech, she said, I can't wait to hear what I have to say. <laughs> so I feel well, like that doing live sometimes. I can't wait to hear what's going to come out of my mouth. And yeah, I really learned to laugh to at myself a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I've, uh, I feel like a lot of people, including myself, have learned a lot about themselves during the shelter in place. Oh, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's it's absolutely uh, it's 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 been it's been nice being able to spend time with, you know, my family, you know, more time because I do travel so much mm -hmm. um, and, you know, having some bonding time with that. But, uh, man, it, it's been a it's it's been a learning experience, to say the least, about myself. <laughs> I think for everyone, it has been, and some are good lessons, and some we go, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that needs a change. Help. <laughs> I never realized how much I loved going to the gym until now. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Well, why don't we uh, jump in here? Okay. And uh, I just remembered something. I didn't, what? I was going to record this. <laughs> oh, so, you know, Take two, we got to go all the way back to the beginning. Nope. <laughs>
I'm starting the recording now. So anyways, all right. I had a a note here for me. I have forgotten, but uh, Facebook records it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So my my walls tumbling in on me will be there forever. (laughs) Yes. So anyways, uh, in this book, Because You Matter, I had interviewed 10 different people, for those who don't know, and Jeff was one of them. And the title of the chapters and all the stories are how they took ownership of their life, because it's about owning your emotions and owning your trauma and owning the things in your life to have a good life. You can go from survive to thrive if you will take ownership of the things in your life. Right. So this one is how Jeff took ownership of his life. We are who we are, and we are beautiful and one of a kind. Jeff Cavatayo. Jeff and I met at an assisted living place where my mother-in-law lived. He was in a rock and roll band, but performed at various senior living places on the side. It was the year I published my first book, and he was working on his album, Winds of Emotion. We connected as artists. He shared with me some of the songs he was writing, and I gave him a copy of my book. I admired the sense of honor and respect he carried. It wasn't until my interview with him I understood how many things he'd taken ownership of to be where he is today. And I wanted to say something at the beginning of this, too. We're talking about the recording and the editing and the live and see we're reading live. And so we're not going to do this perfect. When you do an audio book, you record it and you edit it. So this will not be a perfect reading. (laughs) The rock and roll band Jeff played in was quite successful, but that world was wreaking havoc in his life. With that level of success, there was sex, drugs, and alcohol. It took over my life. I never did any drugs, but I had a major problem with alcohol and women. One of the women, Amy, became pregnant. Unlike many young men who sleep around, Jeff took ownership of being a father. From the, oh, I'm going to start crying. Oh, boy. That's okay. (laughs) From the day that she said she was pregnant, we tried to stay together and become a couple. Jeff was there through Amy's pregnancy. They lived together in a single room at Amy's aunt's house, along with Amy's three-year-old daughter. He adored his son, Landon, and poured himself into the role. To provide for them, he drove extreme distances for work, some out of state. (sighs) I was there every step of the way. Uh, We tried to do the relationship thing, but it didn't work out. As I listened to Jeff unpack this story for me, I heard a young man whose parents raised him to understand the value of that little baby, to appreciate the need to love and to be loved. From my first meeting with Jeff, I knew how much he loved, honored, and respected his parents. He talked about them all the time. The year I met Jeff, he almost lost his mom. He shared the story with me back then, and again in my interview. It tore him up and challenged everything he believed. Uh, My mom is my everything. She is my best friend. She is my rock, and she means everything to me. His respect for them goes so far that he sat them down the night before our interview to let them know ugly details 
they hadn't known before. Like always, they supported him. I was surprised to learn he was adopted. Jeff hesitated to talk about being adopted because of how much he loves his parents. He fully owns being adopted. I was so glad he decided to share his wonderful adoption story. Jeff was born to a 16-year-old young lady who chose to give him up at birth. Her family supported her decision. Jeff's parents went through the Roman Catholic services requesting a child. They waited and waited. This is just beautiful how Jeff tells it. Five years later, they got a phone call. We have a baby for you, they said. They went to the hospital the day I was born. My dad and I have a song that connects us called Two Less Lonely People from Air Supply. And he said when they handed me to him, I just looked at him and I looked at my mom. And he said he just knew there was going to be three less lonely people in the world. That we were all made for each other. And I'm so grateful. And I'm grateful to my birth mother. Sorry. <laughs> I am grateful to my birth mom and her family for making the right decision. Amen. My parents are the most wonderful parents in the world. And I am very blessed and honored that God brought me to them. Amen. Jeff yeah, that, that, <laughs> that, whole, that whole thing, uh, that's, that was a very hard part for me to put out there, you know, and yeah. that was a major thing that I needed to talk to my parents about, you know, that's, that's not just my personal stuff, that's theirs too. So I needed to right. make sure that they were okay with, you know, me telling the world, you know. Right. That's important to share that because you have a wonderful adoption story and some people absolutely. Don't. And for people absolutely. to hear how wonderful adoption can be. I mean, my son and his wife, they've adopted a little girl. I have another granddaughter because of that. So might be yeah. getting a, another grandson. We have to see how that un, unfolds. <laughs> well, God willing. Absolutely. Yeah, well, whatever is best for them. You know, you want what's best for the child. That's what it's all right. about. Right. Jeff understands the gravity of the situation. A young lady made a courageous choice, empowering him to have the life his parents have given him. It's no wonder he loved Landon before he was born and wanted to love him well. But taking ownership of being a dad is only one of the life-altering choices Jeff has made. Remember, he was involved in the rock and roll world and that hadn't changed. When I met him, Landon was about five years old. He talked about Landon all the time, just like he talked about his parents, but his life was on a collision course with destruction. His weight was skyrocketing and the doctor told him his liver would fail if he didn't stop the drinking. I was drinking nonstop. I was drinking at shows. I was drinking at rehearsal. We would do a song and we would all do a shot afterwards. We would all drink a beer. Part of my contract was every time we would go to the studio, the fridge was filled with beer and liquor and all that stuff. That was part of my contract. That is a messed up, that is a messed up thing to have part of your contract. It truly is. It, every time we went there and we went there three, four times a week to rehearse. And every time we went there, the liquor was all freshly stocked. The beer was freshly stocked. 
And that was part of the contract that I said, if we don't have these things in here, we're not going to, it's not going to work. What a, that is the craziest thing. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm just blessed that I survived. That's all I know. I am too. So what made the change? Someone else who loved him. When Jeff was working on his new album, Winds of Emotion, he hired an orchestra. I got my shirt on from his. Hey, I like it. <laughs> I don't know if you still have shirts to sell, but if you oh, do. Oh, yeah, I have tons. I have tons of shirts. Okay, well, I'll just throw that out there, too. So if they okay. connect with you, then they can get a cool shirt like this, see? I love it. <laughs> and you can connect with them. All his information's in here. <laughs> Uh, where was I? <laughs> okay. Uh, he hired an orchestra. The guitar player's name was John. This guy was a Christian and kept inviting Jeff to church. Jeff repeatedly turned him down. I had pretty much sworn off God. Finally, just to make him stop, Jeff went with him. He figured he'd go once and then this guy would get off his back. Having no intention to listen, Jeff found himself impacted by the music especially a certain song. And I just put my arms on the railing because we were in the balcony first row and I, and I was just lost. Uh, just totally, just totally pulled in by this gentleman singing and the music. Captivated and open, Jeff started listening as the different people spoke. He'd been in church before, but it was never like this. Their words penetrated his heart. For the first time in my life, I was in a religious place and they were asking, what do you need from this message? What do you need to take from it to better your life? Amen. Jeff was well aware he needed to make a change. He'd come expecting to find form and repetition, but got open arms and offers for help instead. After the service, Jeff... I gave John the biggest hug in the world. Then he sat in his car for almost an hour, overcome with emotion and letting the experience sink in. Actually, I want to stop for a minute. During that time, during that time, I was actually doing these things called vlog. I was vlogging on YouTube. So I was vlogging every day of my life. And uh, I sat there with the vlog camera and just cried. And... Uh, and I put that, that, that was a very hard thing for me to put out there, yeah. but I put that out there, you know, um, I'll get back to the book, but I just wanted to say it. I, from that moment on, I knew that some need to change. So I felt, I felt God come back to me and it was the most powerful, amazing feeling in the world. Yes. Jeff started reaching for freedom from the dark path he was on. He returned to that church and looked for help through his family, motivational books, and YouTube. There were two vloggers that I really that really helped me focus and bring out the best of myself. One is Roman Atwood, and the other one is Yusuf Erekat. Little by little, day by day, Jeff got stronger on the inside until the day he owned his sobriety. I was doing a show at Freedom Hill in Sterling Heights, Michigan. I stepped off the stage, I stepped off stage and had a beer in my hand. I looked at my backup singer and handed it to him and said, I will never drink again. All the guys started laughing. Okay, buddy. All right. And I haven't. 
I stopped on a dime. I said, oh, I stopped on a dime. I said, I don't need this in my life. I'm happy and proud to say in this, in this book, it said almost four years sober, but I'm proud to say that July 17th, I will be five years sober. I only focus now on being a good father, a great son, and my career. Jeff is living the life he dreamed of as a boy. And I'm just so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. Jeff told me he always sang. A cousin that babysat him told him how he sang his heart out in the bathtub as young as two years old. When he was just four years old, his parents gave him a piano and Jeff taught himself to play. They continued to give him instruments and he learned to play them all. Wow. At one, <laughs> at one point, my basement was full of different instruments and I would go from one to the next, to the next, to the next. Playing instruments was something Jeff loved to do, but it got him in trouble with bullies at school. He was different and they made sure he knew it. When playing football was the cool thing to do, Jeff was singing writing music and playing instruments. Jeff's parents helped him overcome them by feeding his self-worth and encouraging his gifts. They helped him realize different wasn't bad. It was just different. That's such an important thing for a kid Absolutely. to know. That is just, what your parents have done with you is profound and I'm proud of them too. <laughs> so it's just awesome. I, uh, you know, you always have those every, every mother's day, every father's day, you see the best mom in the world, the best dad in the world. And I, I stick to that. You know, they are my, they're the best mom and dad in the world. You know, when, when parents could drag you down and not support your dreams, they did everything in their power to make sure I followed my dreams. But at the same time, getting an education, you know, they told me you can do the music thing. But you got to go to you got to go to school. You got to get your you know got to go to college and everything like that. And I did everything that they told me to do. But they supported everything. Um, where did we go? <laughs> I said it was just when I told, different. <laughs> oh, I made it cool. I made it my thing. I just stepped up and I owned it to this point to this day. Now Jeff is helping his son overcome bullies in his life. He's doing it with the same unconditional love and support he received from his parents. When I told them that I wanted to be a professional singer, they said, we'll do everything in our power to help you reach your dreams. Not many parents uh, do that or say that. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I remember when I was interviewing you, we stopped and talked about that for a while, about how many parents will try and force their child to do certain things. They want them to go a certain path and how yeah. sometimes the parent becomes the bully then. And so, right. How great it was you what your parents gotta be said. a doctor you gotta be this you gotta be that you know uh it you know it i had this is in the in the, this isn't in the book i had an amazing job that i was making quite a bit of money at but i was miserable because i wasn't doing the thing i loved to do and yeah. one day i woke up and i realized that i need to do only that thing that makes me happy if it if i was struggling at least i was happy you know yeah so I made that decision. It was a hard decision to make, that's for sure. But they yeah. supported me. Amen. You owned it. <laughs> Heck yeah. Jeff and I talked about how some parents have a mold they expect their child to fit into. And when they don't, the parents become the bully. But when a parent loves and accepts their child, empowering their dreams, a child can do amazing things. Jeff is proof of this. 
Another gift Jeff was given by his parents is trust. Oh, this just moved me so much. The young lady who gave birth to Jeff had written him a letter. Jeff's parents saved it and gave it to him on his 18th birthday. They could have been scared of Jeff's response and withheld it. Instead, they took courage, allowing him to fully own who he is. In this letter, Jeff discovers the origin of his musical talent. So here I'm 18. This was the crazy. I remember this. I, I remember this day. all over my arms right now. <laughs> I remember this day like it was, you know, we, it was like a normal day, like a normal birthday day. My parents always made still to this day, my parents make my birthday just amazing. Mm -hmm. And we were in the kitchen and they said, we got to give you something. And we have a room in the house. It's not green anymore, but we called it the green room. And uh, we, we went in there and they went into a safe and they pulled out this letter and gave it to me. So I'll read that. So here I'm 18 years old, reading a letter from my 16 year old birth mother. And you can tell it was from a 16 year old writing this for sure. Uh, <laughs> I, hope she be I hope she became a doctor with this handwriting. I'm telling you. But, but the craziest part was when she was explaining my birth father. She goes, I love to roller skate up to Metro Beach and sit on the picnic table and look out at the water. And then your birth father comes up with his guitar and sings to me. He has the most beautiful voice you have ever heard. Isn't that crazy? They're musical lovers. <sighs> Finding this out didn't cause Jeff to love his parents any less. What it did Not was make him even more thankful. She made the choice she did and he gets to live the life he lives. Anyone who sees Jeff at one of his shows or follows him online knows how much he loves what he does. I get to wake up every day doing what I love to do, and that means so much more. And to me, that's so much more rewarding and much richer than anything money can buy. He travels around the country doing shows, and now that Landon's older, he gets to come along. The joy in Jeff's heart is tangible, except for your traveling's been cut a little bit off right now. <laughs> so yeah. you've been doing other things on, online, and I'm real proud of you how you have owned that change as well, because some people have not owned that change from in-person things to, being, to taking it online, because that's what we've had to do. We've had to take it online. We have to find a way to still connect with people online, and you have I done feel that. Like I feel like that shows that shows the people that do what they do for the money and separates them from the people that do what they do because they love to do it. You know, uh, I'm not making a fortune sitting here in front of a camera, you know, every day singing songs and putting out videos or doing live shows it. Uh, but if you had to tell me since March 19th, uh, March 15th, actually, that I haven't been able to do any of my shows. I had two to three shows a day, seven days a week, state to state booked. And all of them got canceled because of this horrible pandemic. And, um, and when I learned that, I said, I can't just sit at home twiddling, yeah. twiddling my thumbs. So I came up with a schedule for my fans so uh, and my supporters. So I would put out videos and do live shows every Thursday. And, and, that's just because I love what I do. And, yeah. and it's because of my, it's because of my supporters, my family, my friends and my fans that I get to wake up every day to do what I love. And I go to sleep every day doing what I love. And I'm awesome. just so blessed because of them. Amen. 
Amen. The honor and respect I sensed in Jeff from the beginning was something he owns. He spreads it everywhere he goes. He loves people and wants them to know their value. It doesn't matter who they are, how old, how young they are, what color they are, or anything. In fact, Jeff is quite involved in various fundraisers and charity work. He and his mom do many things for St. Jude, but I could hear his heart as he talked to me about Pendrickton Center. I have yep. trouble saying Pendrickton that Center. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while at first to learn it too. They are a nonprofit that I go and visit and it's just amazing to see. This is a school for blind children, but they're not only blind. They have other disabilities. They might be blind with downs. They might be blind with a speech impediment. They might be blind with missing limbs. There are a lot of different things going on there. And these people help these kids grow and better themselves. What I find they ooh, find themselves, find what they love and the passions that they have. And the most amazing thing I would have to say is that they have a music room. Um, I'm going to stop right there. This music room is so cool. They have live performers coming in there all the time uh, performing. And then they give all the kids different instruments. If it's a if it's a shake or a tambourine, they got this one kid that's blind. He's missing one arm and he can play piano better than anyone I know. Wow. And uh, it's yeah, it's it's absolutely, absolutely incredible. They say music is the gateway for these kids. And that's just unbelievable. That music is just such a beautiful, beautiful thing. Amen. And then find out more about Jeff and what he has to offer in the end notes of this book. Yes. And when I uh, post this uh, video online at all the different places, there will be a link to for you to purchase this book. It's available in paperback, in Kindle, and in audiobook. It's up on Audible and on Google Books and anywhere you can get an audiobook, you can get that. So whatever format you want it in, it is available in. So this book, Because You Matter, How to Take Ownership of Your Life so that you can really live. And I just want to say thank you, Jeff, for doing this with me. Absolutely. And, thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, I appreciate appreciate it. I appreciate all that you do. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, I'll talk to you again in just a minute, okay? Okay, bye-bye. I just want to thank you all for joining me today here for this live presentation with my friend Jeff. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope it also inspired you to own the things in your life. And because it will change your life. And if you struggle with that, you don't feel like you're worth doing that and you need some help with that, I also have a seven-day audio course to help you love yourself enough to own that. So I'll put that link in here also. You can look into that, see if that fits what you need or not. But I just, I want you to have your best life because I love you. I'm that lady on the internet. I've been here for 70 days in a row saying, I'm the lady on the internet that loves you. Danielle Burnock at daniellebernock.com and love yourself from Survive to Thrive. So day 70 until tomorrow. Thank you and goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to the Victoria Souls Podcast. You matter and you are loved. We'd love to connect with you further. So please visit us at daniellebernock.com 
and grab a copy of Danielle's free audiobook. And remember, only you can change your life. No one can do it for you. <laughs>